Hello, my name's Anthony Aldi, and this is Movie Talk with Anthony. Today we are going to talk about 90s movies. A little bit about me. First, I'm a film student. I also currently work at a movie theater for the past 14 years. I enjoy going to filming locations so I can see what the environment looked like when they were filming the movie. And I also like to go to movie conventions to meet and also ask questions to the actors and actresses starring in different movies. So the purpose of my podcast is that I want to talk and mention a, a variety of different movies so that you can reminisce about these movies or you can jot down these movies that sound interesting to you so you can watch them later on. I also want to provide personal funny stories. I'm not here to bash any movies because I believe people put in a lot of hard work, so I don't want to talk too negatively about any movie. Um, there might be spoilers at times. Keep in mind the 90s happened about 20 or 30 years ago, so most likely I will be providing spoilers. And also I will be providing interesting movie details about some of these movies that you probably have never heard of. So first, before I start talking about movies, let's go back to the 90s. One thing that was really big in the 90s was Blockbuster. The 90s was the golden decade of Blockbuster. Friday night at Blockbuster was the place to be at. People got to rent movies or games for the weekend. Blockbuster started about in 1985 and lasted till the early 2010s. There's only one last remaining Blockbuster left and that is located in Bend, Oregon. You could actually find a Netflix documentary about it. Also, one thing that I did notice about the 90s is that a bunch of actors and actresses got to experiment in many different genres. And I thought that was pretty cool to see these actors and actresses go just being maybe in a horror movie to a rom-com to a drama, just so many different roles. And I will be providing some examples later on. So it, it also provided people who acting was not their forefront to actually try acting. Maybe they were like a musician, for example. Um, one example could be like Jennifer Lopez. Um, she's a singer, and but she was starred in many different movies. And I will pro be providing um, more examples later on. Um, another person is Carmen Electra in the movie Good Burger. I believe that was such a good role for her. It was it was funny to watch her and not talking anything negatively about her, but I don't know. Her name in the movie was Roxanne. <laughs> I know there's that song, Roxanne. <laughs> but yeah, to watch her work with Keenan and Cal, and this was probably like maybe a G or PG rated movie, it was pretty funny because you, you mostly see Carmen Electra in most like sex related stuff but to see her in a G or PG movie I thought that was a good something different for her um, also one thing that I wanted to point out for the 90s was it's about the movie experience I don't know if movie theaters do it now but like when buying candy back in the 90s for the movie theaters that I went to and I'm from New York so um, when you bought candy you basically got it in a bag and you could choose like a wide variety of different kind of candies and then it would get weighed up at the end and um so then you could buy that bag of candy but like nowadays you basically just buy like one candy box and it only has that certain kind of candy 
but when I was younger, you basically got a bag and you basically got to choose all these different candies. I don't know if that's still a thing or not, but I just wanted to mention it. So the first genre that I will mostly be talking about for this podcast, or, or let's start with, is the horror genre. Um, one person that definitely made the horror genre very like big and well-known in the 90s is Kevin Williamson, and he's a writer. He wrote Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream 2, Halloween HDO, which he was uncredited for, The Faculty, and also Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Teaching Miss, Mrs. Tingle is not too much of a horror. Um, it's probably like more of a drama, I would say. I still enjoyed that movie, though. But yes. So first, let's start off with The Faculty. It was a 1998 movie, and I believe it, it just had an all-star cast that just be able to watch all these actors and actresses when you grow up and you see them on the screen. I was like, oh, this is like an all-star cast because you had Jordana Brewster, Clea Duvall, Famike Jensen, Robert Patrick, Usher, and Elijah Wood. And most of these people are still relevant nowadays. One thing that I do want to say is that I may pronounce people's names wrong. I, I don't know these people, of course, so if I pronounce someone's name wrong, it's nothing personal. But yes, I just want to um, throw that out there. Um, two other movies is Scream and Scream 2. So Scream came out in 96, and it wasn't like a popular movie. Like when it first came out, like the first three weeks at the box office was just really quiet. And it came out, out like around like Christmas time, like in December. So people who were making the movie did not know that the movie would be as big as it was. Um, the next, the sequel, Scream 2, came out the next year. And one person, um, one actress, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she just, she was like, I just have to be in the movie. I don't care what role it is. I just need to be in the movie. So Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, she played, a, I wouldn't say an important role in, in the movie, but her character is very memorable in the movie. Um, one thing also that I want to point out is for um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, her character's name is Cece, and the house, she was in a sorority house um, for most of her time in the movie. That same house and the movie that was um, in the movie Matilda, Miss Trunchbull's house, um, she was like the principal in the movie. That was basically the same house. So it's like really interesting how like these movie lo movie locations will use the same movie spot. And like people don't notice that. But yes, that was the same house. It's um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Her name is Cece in the movie. The sorority house is the same house that Miss Trunchbull, the principal, lived at in the movie Matilda. Another um, movie I want to talk about is Twister. So Twister is about um, these storm chasers who are out to provide more of a, an emergency time for people who are in the tornado's pathway so that they can get to a safer space when a tornado touches down. Um, I remember seeing this movie. <laughs> I was 
um, keep in mind, I was born in 87, so I was probably, like, around, like, 10 years old or younger watching all these, like, big movies on the screen. And they were, like, not... They were just very impactful <laughs> to me. So I sat in the front row in the movie Twister, and that was definitely an experience for someone who's around 10 years old. When I was watching the movie, there's like a movie um, theater scene, and I don't wanna give too many details, but that's like one thing I notice in movies is when they when there's like a movie theater, I always like try to see like, oh, what movies is on the marquee that's playing? Maybe like, it will tell me like maybe more about that time period that the movie um, is taking place that I'm currently watching. So the movie that was playing in the movie Twister was called The Shining, but I had no idea till like many years later, it was The Shining. Like when I found out it was The Shining, it was like such a relief because I, I always wondered what the movie that was playing in The Shining, well, that what The Shining was about and stuff, but I never knew that movie was The Shining until years later. Um, I got to meet one of the actors in the movie um, a few weeks ago. His name is Sean Whalen. He was one of the storm chasers that was in the movie. Um, so I basically like got to talk to him. I was like, "Oh, I saw your movie," and like basically um, sat like first row, like blah blah blah. But those are like some things that I like to do when I got, get to meet these people. Um, just like provide a little like a personal story about me, so they know that their work was impactful to someone, to a moviegoer. Um, I also talked to him because I was a tornado chaser for like the past two years and I did like tornado chase tours and being able, in the movie Twister, I was like, oh, I wanna be a tornado chaser just like them one day. And that inspired me to do that. Like, it was probably like almost, ooh, about over 20 years ago about when that movie took place that I actually got to chase tornadoes. Um, one place that I do want to like um, throw out there is the Twister Movie Museum that is located in Waukeda, um, Oklahoma. And this place, um, it's basically like a small town. It's basically the same town that was in the movie Twister, um, Waukeda, that when watching the movie, that name is like thrown out so many times and I got to see like the water tower and everything. Um, when I went to Akita, it's a very, a small place. It's not like anything touristy, like it is like really small, <laughs> but they do have a Twister Museum there where it will, it holds like many stuff um, from the movie Twister and it's like a cool place to stop by and stuff, but don't expect to do anything more than basically stopping at that museum because there's not that much there. Um, one thing that I do want to say um, in the movie, there's this character na that is named Aunt Meg, and she's like a lovable character and stuff. And um, in the movie, her house gets actually destro destroyed by a twister and everything. And in real life, there's um, the house that was in the movie actually did get destroyed by a twister. Um, you basically can walk around to the different filming locations. Like you could, of course, drive, but it's definitely a small city that um, 
being walking around is not that bad. And so when I went to the location of where the house was, there was basically like a little sign that says, oh, the, like the house was actually destroyed by a twister. And they haven't put anything in there. They haven't built anything. So it's basically just like a little empty plot of land. I believe there's maybe like a flower garden or something, but like no building is there. So the next movie that I want to talk about is Urban Legend. It's kind of funny because I'm currently wearing um, a, a shirt from the movie Urban Legend. It's from the opening scene. So that's kind of funny. But one character that um, stands out to me in that movie is Tara Reed. I don't know. Like Tara Reed, she always just like steals the whole like movie and show, like the, the scenes. Like, I don't know. I like watching Tara Reed on the big screen and stuff. I actually saw Urban Legends um, in theaters. So th I thought that was really cool for me. Um, and Tara Reed in the movie, she pl plays like a po she's a podcaster in the movie, and she has a few scenes of being like a podcaster. So me trying to be like a podcaster now, uh, I was like, she's like my idol. Just want to look up to her, even though she was that was her character. So I thought that was cool. Um, one funny story is that after watching Urban Legends. I was probably like in the fifth grade at the time. And keep in mind, this is a slasher movie. Um, I was in elementary school. I actually went, it was like library time and everything. And so I went to the library. I was like, hey, do you have like a book about urban legends? And they're like, no, Anthony, we don't. <laughs> so that's basically like one little funny story. <laughs> um, the next movie is I Know What You Did Last Summer. This is like one of my favorite movies, so I have a, like lots of details I wanna talk about. Um, once again, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she also stars in this movie. Her character is more, um, more larger than her role in Scream, but yeah, she had like a, a main role. Um, this movie is about these four um, teenagers I wasn't. I don't want to call them kids, but they're teenagers, who basically hit this gentleman and they hide his body, and then a year later, he, him, or I don't know if it's, if the audience, it's probably the audience. Yeah, it, um, he comes and stalks these, um, the four teenage, the four teenagers. One thing that is really cool is that Sarah Michelle Gellar had like this awesome chase scene. <laughs> I always like a good chase scene. Like when it's like this obstacle course chase scene, like I I love the intensity. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar had to do so many different things for this chase scene and everything. Like first, let's talk about the chase scene. So I'm gonna give some details about the chase scene that the audience does not pick up or is not aware of so where she starts the chase scene in the alleyway it's the same alleyway in which she ends the chase scene they basically just do like change it up like the decor but it's basically the same alleyway and the way that you can um, see it is that there's like this telephone pole and it's basically the same telephone pole so that's one way to recognize it one thing that I thought was cool when it was when I went to the alleyway is that the street name, it's called 
I am street. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was pretty different. Like, I am. That's that's the street name. Okay, so where she starts chasing is in Southport, North Carolina. From Charlotte, that's about like three and a half hours away. And in the movie, her family has a business. Um, it's basically like a retail store or something like that. And that's located in Burgaw, North Carolina. And the difference between Southport and Burgaw is basically an hour difference. Like, that's how far they are from each other. So in the movie, you see, like, Sarah Michelle Geller start in this alleyway, and then you see her running towards this, um, to the retail store. But people, like, the audience doesn't know that those two locations are basically an hour away from each other. And then she goes back to the alleyway, but not like the audience doesn't know. It's the same alleyway, but because it's dec- it's like decorated in a different manner and stuff. But she basically runs back, and it's like an hour difference, and it's just basically like so funny t- when watching it. Um, the film is based off of a book. Um, it's basically it's like the same title. I know what you did last summer, and the author did not know that the movie was going to be like this slasher flick. Um, So (laughs) the author wasn't really too impressed with the movie because it was, it turned into like this slasher. Um, The locations for the movie, um, most of it happened in Southport, North Carolina, or the retail store was Burgaw. Um, Some other locations, it was basically like on the West Coast, um, you could basically pick up on the West Coast just based on how how the um the sea line looks and like the mountains by the ocean look. They're like much taller and everything. They're a little bit different from the East Coast. But um so some of those scenes were in the beginning of the movie. Um uh, and that's the West Coast. Um but when you get to Southport, like there's like a bunch of the movie locations are basically walking distances, um, which was pretty cool. Like you don't really have to drive around. So basically all you have to do is just park your car and basically you get to like, you can check out all the different locations. Um, some of the places are not as it is when it was in the movie. For example, like um, there's like this gym scene um, where, Ryan Felipe was working out in. Um, it's basically more of a restaurant now. And there's like this parade scene and there's the killer that is like up on top, we'll say like maybe like a balcony or roof and waving. One thing that was, I found out about that scene is that they kept on replaying certain parts of the parade. So it makes it look that the parade is actually much longer because when you get to this um to the location it's a very small location a very tight knit and everything but i found out they just kept on playing different scenes in the movie to make it look a little bit um longer when jennifer love hewitt her character is julie when she receives the letter that was like i know what you did last summer um this is what like started off to see like, hey, where is this movie like actually filmed? So in the movie, she receives the letter and it has this address on it. 
And I was like, oh, Southport, North Carolina. And so I did some digging. I was like, like, oh, like I can't not do digging since I live in North Carolina. And so um, in the movie, the letter, it says like 309 Short Street. And so when I got to that location and found out what the actual address and like home of where the character was living in the movie, it's actually 209 Short Street. So in the movie, it was 309 Short Street. And then in real life, it's 209 Short Street. So like that's like one interesting detail I just wanted to throw out there. Um, a sequel came, I think, yeah, it was still in the 90s. I, um, it was called I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So um, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. both came back. Um, also, Brandy was in the movie. So like this is like one of the things I was talking about, like um, people who are actors and actresses, um, like people got to experiment if they were not an actor and actress and maybe they had like a different um, career, like Brandy's like a singer. I know Brandy had her own TV show too, but um, Brandy got to be in, um, I still know what she did last summer and she had like a really cool chase scene. <laughs> her chase scene was really intense. Like she had like jump off a balcony. She basically had, a, she basically um, f fell back into like this greenery place. Yeah, I don't wanna give too many details because, but she had a cool chase scene. Um, another movie I want to throw out is Halloween H2O. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, I don't know. Like, when you you have Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, I was like, oh, they, they have, like, cool chemistry. And they were, like, both, like, 90s people. Um, because, like, Michelle Williams was in Dawson's Creek, and Josh Hartnett was basically an up-and-coming actor. But... Their um, characters were linked in Halloween H2O. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, another filming location. Okay, so the school that was in Halloween H2O was basically the same place, like the house that was in the movie Scream 3. And Scream 3 came out in 2000, so I don't want to talk too much about that. But um, that's another movie location that was used in two different movies. Okay, so um, next movie is not a horror movie, but it's an action-packed movie, and it's called Titanic. So when Titanic came out, it was, like, a big thing. <laughs> like, it was, like, over three hours long. <laughs> um, and it's kind of funny because when the VHS came out, it was, like, two VHSs. Like, I don't even ever remember having a movie that has two VHSs, but if you were in the 90s and you had Titanic, you knew and you knew about Titanic, you knew it had two VHS tapes, but yes. Um, so Titanic actually um, came out again in 2023 for its like 25th anniversary and everything, and it was in like 3D. So I, um, I actually went to go see it. Um, 3D, being in 3D, it wasn't, like, too impressive, but I still, like, there are some scenes that I took off my 3D glasses. I don't know, maybe just my eyesight, but it didn't really do too much for it being in 3D. Um, 
But one thing I did want, like, that I did pay attention. So, like, um, Leonardo DiCaprio, his character name is Jack. He gets, like, handcuffed in the movie. And um, he, like, gets, like, not, he gets out of those handcuffs, but they're still, like, attached to him because he was handcuffed to this, like, beam and stuff. Um, but the character Rose, she basically used an axe and broke the handcuffs, but he still had the handcuffs around his wrist. And he had those handcuffs still on him for the rest of the movie. Like, I don't know, just being an actor and having handcuffs on you for that long period of time, I just think it would be really annoying. But even like when the whole time he had those handcuffs on him, um, so the person that gets him out of that situation is Rose, and her character was Kate Winslet. Um, this movie, like, definitely, like, made their careers, like, jump high and everything. I believe that movie was out for, like, six months. It was, like, out in theaters for <laughs> a good majority of the time. Um, that movie came out in December 19, 1997, and yeah, I just I do want to say like the movie was out in theaters for five or six years. It made two point two billion dollars. So yes. Um, the next movie I want to talk about, but I did not watch in the nineties, is Arachnophobia. It came out in nineteen ninety, and so I basically just want to just throw like I don't know just something that I remembered about this movie. Um. I knew it was a spider movie and everything. And um, Jeff Daniels and John Goodman both star in this movie. And they're they're like um funny people. I believe in the movie. I did I did watch this movie like a couple years ago, but I believe that they did play more of a serious part. Like both of them are like um fu- funny people, funny guys, but Yes, I believe in their their characters played more of a serious part and stuff. One thing I do remember about this movie is that I had like the VHS movie, and it was just so weird that when I was growing up, like there was an arachnophobia right next to my Disney cl- collection and stuff. I never watched the movie, but it was always in my collection of movies. But I did um, watch it a few years ago. They, um, I did hear that they are doing a remake of that movie too. Um, so another like thing I want to talk about is that a bunch of the '90s movies they're coming back strong in the 2020s years. Like for I know what you did last summer, they've just announced that there's going to be a third movie um, that's coming out. Keep in mind there is already a third movie, but that movie wasn't directly related to the first two. So this, the next, we'll call it the third movie, um, because the third, the actual third one was not as good. I don't, as I said, I don't want to throw shade, but it wasn't directly re- related to the first two. But this one that's coming out soon will be directed to the first two. Hopefully, it does come out. I believe it's early, in, early in the pre-production stages like it's just announced also halloween they just we just had halloween ends in 2022 um 
Urban Legend. I heard that they're doing a remake. Um, Twister. There's um, a sequel coming out next year. It's going to be called Twister. So July 2024, is, that's when it's supposed to come out. Scream. Um, we just had Scream 6 that just came out this past weekend. So the 90s, it was a big year for movies, and we're definitely feeling it um, coming back in the 2020s. So some movies that I do want to talk about that you probably have not heard about. So these are some underrated movies. Um, I just want to throw them out. So I always like to give little shout outs. So the first one is called In Dreams. This stars Annette Bening and Robert Downey Jr. It's a scary movie and there's an apple orchard in there. Like who doesn't like apple orchards? But the apple orchard is does not... Um, it's a, I remember it was like a very scary setting, so yes. <laughs> um, it's, it wasn't a very popular movie when it did come out, but the movie is about a housewife who has dreams and visions of people that are close to her being like kidnapped, attacked, killed, and she has like these visions and stuff. And Robert Downey Jr. plays the villain, and so yes. <laughs> This movie was not for someone that was at, um, for an age that when I watched it. So I was around probably like 11 or something. Yeah, that was a really scary movie. But I do, I don't know, I'll probably go back and watch it. But when I first saw the movie and then years later, I was like, oh, what was that movie? Like it took some research to find out what that movie was uh, because I forgot I forgot the title and it wasn't as popular, but it's called In Dreams. Um, another movie that I want to talk about, it's called Simply Irresistible. It's basically like a romantic comedy. It stars Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Patricia Clarkson. One thing cool about this movie is that it's a food movie. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, she plays like a chef or like a culinary person in the movie. And I don't know, she, she's kind of like maybe like a witch or she has like these certain powers, but whatever she's feeling at the time, when the person gets that food, they feel the same emotions when she was cooking it and stuff. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, her character, um, She's like a very insecure person and stuff, but her food is really good, and that what brings a lot of people, like a lot of attention to her, is is her food. Um, even though she's like an insecure person, so it's a food movie, so it's cool. Even though it's a like a rom com, so it's called Simply Irresistible. I'm checking my notes to see if I want to say anything else about it. Um, nope. I think I got everything out that I wanted to talk about. Third movie is Broke Down Palace. It stars Claire Danes, Kate Beckinsale, and Bill Pullman. Um, it's about two recent high school graduates who travel to Thailand who get imprisoned for drug smuggling. But when they do the drug smuggling, they were basically like set up by someone. And they get caught at the airport, and they have to go to like this prison. And the prison... And 
Thailand is something totally different from a prison in the United States. So I was basically around, like, I think the seventh grade when this movie came out. Um, so I don't know, just like a whole nother country. It basically got me like more interested about learning a different language because you see like the struggle these two girls have to go through in this whole other country that speaks a whole nother language and trying to communicate. Um, and you see, you actually get to see that in the movie and how they are like manipulated by um, not being able to speak that language. So yes, um, that actually ba- made me more interested about international stuff t- um, also and trying to like learn a different language because it would become helpful just in case if um, like if you get in trouble in that country, you basically know um, the language. Um, so, so the next topic I want to talk about is scary. I know we talked about horror movies, but there are some scary movies that actually really did come out like to, for me, <laughs> like it was like on a whole different planet. So first one is called thinner. Um, so in the mo- movie, it's about this obese guy who does like this, um, who does wrong to this like witch and he and she like places a spell on him for him to become thinner um and that sounds really nice and dandy and everything is for someone obese to become thinner and i'm not here to be fat phobic or anything but um he becomes really too thin <laughs> um it's based on stephen king's novel um it was a 1984 novel and yes, <laughs> it's a scary movie because I was like, oh my God, how much more thinner can, more thin can this person get in the movie? Um, I guess I got to meet the wife of the mo- in the movie, um, the lady who played the wife, and she was really nice. Her character is a little bit villainous and stuff, and she gets her karma towards her but yes after watching that movie I did not want to watch it again for a while <laughs> I probably saw it um, a few years ago but yes that that movie was the body horror there we go that's the term that I want to talk about is body horror yes um, that movie definitely had body horror and yes that's what made it scary um, the next movie is basically, um, it was, I think this movie was really, I believe it was, for me, in my perspective, was really popular in the 90s, but it was, it was the movie It. It was about a clown. And, like, yes, clowns are scary, yes. <laughs> but um, one thing that was big in the 90s was, like, movie stores, like, in the mall, like, the, you would actually go to a store, and you actually can purchase movies, and basically... Um, you don't really see this nowadays, but the whole story was predominantly movies. And like whenever I saw that movie cover of the clown, yes, it was just like, oh, why did I walk past it? Um, I don't think the movie came out in theaters. I believe it was like a little TV series. And then, yes, but the movie did get a remake. 
a few years ago. So you, yes, it. Oh, one and another thing I want to mention is the TV series. I believe it's coming to HBO, and I believe it's coming in 2024. It's going to be called Welcome to Dairy. Um, that's where the movies list um, takes place is Dairy, and it's um, I believe it's a fictional town. Um, Derry is not like an actual town, but it's a fictional town. Um, and Stephen King, most of his movies takes place where he lives at, and that is located in Maine. So yes, I actually went to his house, and um, because I went to go see where Pet Cemetery was filmed at, and I actually did see where like the movie it was filmed at and stuff, or I believe it's where I don't. I'm not sure where it was filmed at or where the it took place in the book because that's based off of book two. But most of his stuff, um, maybe either filming or like his writing takes place in Maine. And he wants to, like that's him giving back to him living there is just um, making sure that work actually goes to that state. And um, I believe it's, well, the place that I say is called Bangor, Maine. So yes, the last movie that I want to talk about is Jurassic Park. I did not see this movie in theaters, but I do remember like looking at the newspaper <laughs> and like maybe like hearing it on the news that this movie was like too like traumatic for like young kids and not to go see that movie <laughs> in theaters. Um, also, Jurassic Park, they came out with, like, we'll say, like, reboots and basically called Jurassic World. Um, so I think the last one, maybe it came out in 2022 or, yeah, or 2021 or I believe 2022. But, yes, um, as I said before, the 90s was the place to be at and the movies to watch because a bunch of the reboots or sequels or anything you want to – say about is coming back in the 2020s so these are some actors and actresses that i want to talk about um that's my next topic um these um actually it's two actresses that i want to talk about they're not like a-list actresses too and that's like not always like a negative uh, like i don't want to say that that in a negative way but like they're still getting work and like they're they may not be like this big actress and everything, but you know, there's their name is still getting thrown out there, and I still want to do the thing and just keep throwing out their name. It's like I've been watching them since the '90s, and if I see that they're in this movie, I was like, I don't, I mostly don't really care what the movie's about. I want to go out and support them and watch that movie. Um, first one I want to talk about is Jenna Malone, um, where I first saw her was in the movie Stepmom. It starred Julia Roberts and Susan Sarandon. I saw the trailer to that movie, and it was basically not what you think of. I don't know if I want to say too much, but um, the movie is really like depressing and sad, but the trailer did not give that like instant about that this movie is going to be sad and stuff. But yes, that movie was really depressing and sad. Um, some other movies that she came out was Donnie Darko, Saved, and she was in, I know she was in the sequel for The Hunger Games. I'm not sure how much 
how many more of those movies that she was in. But I do remember her definitely in the sequel. Um, she actually just came out with another movie. Um, it came out like last month in February, and it's called Consecration. And she was basically like the main c- character. So I thought that was pretty cool because I've been watching her since she was like a small child when she played um, the daughter and stepmom to seeing her as a grown adult now. So yes, Jenna Malone. Um, the next actress I want to talk about is Natasha Leon, um, where I saw her in movies. The first movie that I saw her in, I can still even remember. Her character was named was Polly, and it was the movie Dennis the Menace. And of course, I was like a menace when I was growing up, so I had to watch the movie. <laughs> uh, so yes, Natasha Leon starred in Dennis the Menace. Um, she also starred in like this um, this LGBTQ movie called "But I'm a Cheerleader," which is basically like in like the cult LGBT movie collection stuff. <laughs> and she starred in the American Pie series. Um, she just um, a new like TV show on Peacock or TV series um, just came out, and she's like the main character too. Uh, it's called Poker Face. And she basically, like, solves, like, these murders and stuff. And I thought it was pretty interesting. I haven't finished this um, the season yet. I believe it got um, cleared for a season two. But I just wanted to throw out her name because she was a, a cool 90s person. And so Natasha Leon. Um, next I want to talk about is... Actress and actresses who fell out of the like the spotlights. Like I haven't seen them in like any films or anything. Maybe they're doing something totally different from being in films. Um, because these two um actors or one actor and one actress, they were like ha- they were like child stars, and sometimes being a child star is basically like really exhausting and you get overworked. So the first one was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He was like a teen heartthrob. Um, but he starred in The Lion King, Man at the House, Tom and Huck, and Wild America. So that, those were some of his movies. Um, he was also in the TV series Home Improvement. Um, so he was pretty popular in the 90s. Um, the next actress I want to talk about is Mara Wilson. Um, she came out with a bunch of different movies. Matilda, Mrs. Doubtfire, Miracle on 34th Street. But ever since then, like, um, we haven't seen or heard from these two people. But they were definitely prevalent in the 90s. And I still wanted to give them a little shout out. Um, here are some people that definitely made the 90s for what it was. Um it's kind of funny because when I was like listing people of like who was who these who I thought was like very important, some of these people actually got to work together in different move in the movies that I'm about to list. So as you can see, they did have like a big impact on me. The first person is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is known as this hilarious person, definitely a comedian. He had like all the funny roles. Um Few of them consisted of The Mask, Liar Liar, Ace Ventura, and The Cable Guy. 
Um, however, the cable guy wasn't really too funny. Um, it made it had Jim Carrey in a different spotlight as more of like a villain and like kind of like psychoish. But yes, the mask, liar, liar, and Ace Ventura are all funny. <laughs> um, the next person I want to talk about is Bruce Willis. Um, he starred in Pulp Fiction, Armageddon, and The Sixth Sense. I could not see The Sixth Sense when it first came out in theaters. I, I think I was told no, that I could not watch it. So I never got to watch it, but I did got, get to watch it um, years later. Director is M. Night Shyamalan. He just came out with a movie this year, Knock at the Cabin. And so, yes, um, I believe, and Bruce Willis did have to retire from acting. Um, he just needs some personal time. He needs his personal time. That's all I want to say at the moment. But Bruce Willis, he was definitely like a 90s actor, and he came out with a bunch of other movies years since, but wanted to throw out his name. Um, the next person is Christina Ricci. She's from, you would know her from The Addams Family, Casper, Now and Then, That Darn Cat, and Small Sh Soldiers. I think like out of all those movies, I think one of my favorites was um, That Darn Cat. It was like a murder mystery. And it wasn't like too intense because like for m murder and everything, but it was more of like... Um, a little bit more, maybe like a preteen can watch it and stuff. And it wasn't like too det detrimental to someone <laughs> at that age. But yes, that darn cat. Um, Christina Ricci, and she she just was in the um, TV series Wednesday that you can find on Netflix. It came out last year. So Christina Ricci is still going strong in 2020. So yes. Next person I want to talk about is Robin Williams. Robin Williams is a comedian. He unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago, but he basically made the 90s very um, funny and made it what it was also. His movies are Hook, Aladdin, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jumanji, Jack, Flubber, Patch Adams, and Bicentennial Man. As I'm reading off the list, half of those movies are funny, and some of those other half is very like a serious manner. Um, for example, Bicentennial Man, he plays a robot, and this robot, of course, outlives every um, outlives the humans that he's currently living with. So that's basically like it's kind of like a little depressing and everything because he's basically kind of by himself. But um, yes. Um, he, he did come out with some funny movies, but yet, yes, he did come out with some sad movies too. Next actress, um, is Glenn Close. Um, she also starred in Hook, but she played a male character. Um, so that was something different to see in the nineties is someone to play, um, the opposite sex or gender. I don't want, I'm not sure which one to say, so. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, but yeah, she um, she played a male character. Um, she also was in 101 Dalmatians, Mars Attacks, Air Force One, In-N-Out, and Tarzan. I think the movie that I watched the most, I don't know why, but it was Air Force One where the president gets um, attacked on this on 
his plane, Air Force One, and he has to um, save his family and save everyone else. Um, and I believe, yeah, the actor was Harrison Ford that was in the movie that played the president. But yes, shout out to Glenn Close. Um, next one is Sinbad. He was in Coneheads, Houseguest, Homeward Bound 2, First Kid, Jingle All the Way, Good Burger with good Car- good old Carmen Electra. Um, Sinbad was also a comedian, so I, I don't know. The comedians are getting their time in the 90s, so yes. Um, let's see. Out of all these mov- movies, oh, Jingle All the Way, yes. That was a good Christmas movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, these dueling dads who are trying to get this toy for their child, and <laughs> they go through all these d- different crazy situations. Um, I actually saw him at the Comedy Zone, and I actually saw him in, in a movie when I was watching a movie. He actually came in later on, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a popular movie at the time. I actually did enjoy that movie, though. Um, I believe the movie, it was called Mortal Engines, and yeah, I got to sit in the same theater as him, and he left a little later. I was like, oh, there's Sinbad. And so we like l- left too. And I got a quick pick with him. And I did get a pick with him when he came to the comedy zone. So yes. Um, next person is Macaulay Culkin. He was in Home Alone, My Girl, The Good Son, The Nutcracker, and Richie Rich. He was a child actor. Um, hmm. Let's see, Home Alone and Richie Rich. I guess for the movies that I mostly watched a lot because first of all, Home Alone, what child wouldn't like to be Home Alone from the adults? And then Richie Rich, who wouldn't want to be rich and stuff? Um, I believe they filmed Richie Rich also at the Biltmore House, which is also located in North Carolina. So North Carolina is basically like a very popular place to film movies which is cool. So yes, we get some filming locations in North Carolina. Um, next person I want to talk about is Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she starred in Ghost, Sister Act, The Lion King, The Page Master, and How Stella Got Her Groove Back. I enjoyed watching, yes, it was Sister Act. Um, Lion King was a little too sad, but yes, Sister Act, it had the singing, it had it, it, the action, I actually saw, went to the church. I didn't go out inside because I believe it was blocked off at the time. And it was in like San, San Francisco where the church was filmed at, where the movie was filmed at. And so, yes, Whoopi Goldberg. The last person I want to talk about, um, I never seen any of their movies, but their name was th- thrown out so many times in the 90s that it just felt wrong for me not to say anything about this person. Um, her name is Meg Ryan. She mostly starred in a bunch of rom-coms. So yes, she like held up that rom-com genre in my eyes. Um, when Harry Met Sally, Joe vs. the Volcano, Sleepless in Seattle, um, You've Got Mail <laughs> with AOL. Like, who could forget that in the 90s? Like, You've Got Mail. <laughs> um, actually, well, I did see one of her movies. It was a cartoon animated movie. And that was called Anastasia. I believe I liked that movie. I only saw it one time in theaters, but I I think I was I, I enjoyed it. I don't have anything 
too negative to say. Um, there was like this one underrated actor that I definitely want to talk about. Um, so he was also like not a um, like an A lister, but um, I feel like it's different, something different from when I previously talked about Jenna and Natasha. But he started a bunch of um, big movies during the '90s, but he didn't play like the main character. But he like being able to star in these big movies in the '90s, I th- think is really cool. Um, that this is Jonathan Hyde. He starred in Richie Rich, Jumanji, Titanic, and Anaconda. Um, and these movies are like all over the place. Like Richie Rich was basically like a child's movie. Um, Jumanji is action. Titanic is more um, action, but it's also kind of like um, scary because you're in <laughs> you're in the middle of the ocean and you're on a sinking ship. <laughs> and then Anaconda, there's like this huge snakes are trying to come and kill you. So yes, <laughs> he started in a whole bunch of variety of different movies and yes he got his like he got his time in the 90s (laughs) um one thing that i do want to throw out for anaconda that you probably didn't like people don't probably see um especially in the 90s and i believe anaconda was a bit ahead of its time is that not only did two minorities like star in this movie and was like the front and center of this movie but they like survived like the movie. Um, they are Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube and their um, career is mostly in the music industry. Um, and basically the all the other characters are Caucasian and they all die. <laughs> but um, Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube, um, their characters survived the whole movie. And that's something that you probably wouldn't see as much in um, in the 90s, but I noticed it, and I wanted to give it a shout-out. Um, another movie that <laughs> made my 90s what it was is called The Nutty Professor. Um, <laughs> that is a funny movie. I watched it so many times. Um, it's about this professor who is a beast, and he takes this, like, potion who but the potion makes them skinnier and and like turn into like this different character um the two main actors of the movie is eddie murphy and jada pinkett um and so (laughs) i remember bringing this movie to school and watching it and like looking back now i was like oh there's there are some inappropriate scenes in that movie but there we are watching the movie yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I would bring the VHS. That's how old I am. So, yes, the VHS uh, movie. Um, and Eddie Murphy played different characters in that same movie, like with his family members. Um, something that people remember while watching the movie is that there's like the family dinner time scenes and he actually played the different characters in at the dinner table. So that was something cool and, and something that I wanted to throw out about Eddie Murphy. Um, let's see. Oh, and, um, the next movie I want to talk about is it's probably like 
the first, like, I would say, like, maybe the first five movies or maybe the first three movies that I actually got to see in movie theaters. Um, the movie is called We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Um, this came out probably in 93 or 94, and I was born in 87. And so I do – okay, so the movie came out in 93, November 24th. Um, it was 71 minutes long. Nowadays, like, if a movie doesn't pass, like, 90 minutes, I'm like, oh. I was like, they couldn't get to the 90-minute mark. So, like, for me personally, like, I believe a movie should at least be 90 minutes long. So this one was 71 minutes long. I was probably about six, and I do remember seeing that in theaters. However, I had to go to the bathroom at the end of the theater, at, at the end of the movie, and when I came back to the theater, or like, I did not know what theater the movie was in because they changed the poster or the marquee that labeled the theater that movie, and I missed the ending of the movie, and so <laughs> that's like one thing that I just remembered um, all these years is that I had to go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom and I didn't know what movie it was in. And so, yeah, I didn't, I couldn't even go back into the theater. Like, um, who I went with the movie, they, um, they saw me, um, in the, in the hallway. So yes, I never got to see it, finish it in theaters. Um, so, I wanted to give some honorable mentions, shout outs to these movies. Um, so it's just like a small list that I didn't get to t time to talk about these movies, but you know what? I still wanted to give them a little shout out. Um, the Mummy, Godzilla, The Matrix, Apollo 13, Mission Impossible, and Can't Hardly Wait. Um, one more last thing that I do before I end this podcast is that I always like to give shout outs to like different people that um, maybe who are artistic or who has the little shop of movie memorabilia and everything. Um, I just want to give them a little shout out go, to go see their product. Um, this is located on Etsy, E-T-S-Y. It's basically like a place where people who make stuff and they get to sell that, that item. Um, the person's name on Etsy, it's Bill W1983. He makes the, these keychains with VHS covers on them. They're about like $10. And it's also like a cool gift to give people. So Bill W1983, it's about $10 um, VHS covers. I'm planning to go see Tara Reid in Raleigh in May. And I wanted to give her a keychain of Urban Legend because I have the same keychain. And so because her face is on on there, I was like, oh, here's a keychain for you. So yes. Okay, well, that is my time. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, uh, Movie Talk with Anthony, and can't wait to talk to you for the next episode. Bye.